education of our children doesn't begin and end at academia. There is a spiritual responsibility on each parent and teacher to nurture and train a young soul spiritually. This is called Chinuch. Join Rabbi G every Monday at 2 p.m. as he explores education and Chinuch for parents and teachers. Torah isn't education, it's transformation. 101.9 We are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3 where we discuss education. What's happening around the world? What is happening in South Africa, in our community? How can, what can we learn in order to influence ourselves to be better people, to influence our families, our friends, our communities, just make the world a better place to live in? Before I start today's show, I got to share with you a story that's coming in from the Israeli media that's really shocked me um i mean not shocked i don't think that's a good um word to choose uh, per se i don't know uh, my listeners know about my english so if you have a better word send it in at 0618951019 is a telegram number 34519 is sms but let me tell share with you a story that's happening now israel was hit in a massive tragedy five and a half years ago Actually, right before I came here to South Africa, a terrible terrorist attack hit when three young teenagers were kidnapped and murdered. I'm sure you've all heard the story uh, at the time five years ago. It was a massive discussion. Apparently, at that time when there were these five and a half, uh, five and a half years ago, three young teenagers were kidnapped for a few days. Everybody was looking for them, a few weeks even, and eventually they were found dead. There was one little 10-year-old who came up to his mom and said, you know, I feel so bad about what happened. I'm going to have to write a Sefer Torah. I'm going to write a Bible uh, in Sefer Torah, I think we all know, in their memory. Now, just to understand, we're talking about in Rand's uh, bit over 400,000 rands. And this 10-year-old tells his mom, I'm going to raise the money and I'm going to make it happen. And he walks up and he says, are there any sweets I can take? Or is there, can we make popcorn? Can we make all these things? And he started selling them door to door, all these little sweets, making a few rands here and a few rands there. And then he got a few friends involved and they tried and tried. And this past week, they actually finalized the the project and a 15 and a half years old, he's not even 16 yet, had brought a Sefer Torah in his donation, his project was brought into the community show in memory of these three kids that he didn't know. I mean, any way you'd look at it, I don't even know how to give a title to the story, but I guess anything is possible. If a 10-year-old could hear about three random kids that he doesn't know, feel so bad and dedicate himself for them, and actually raise almost a half a million rand in hard work with his friends, and in five years get to that uh, project, and all the families of the kids that were killed came to the event. It was a massive event happening just the last few days. And I think that from there on, we can say there's nothing that's too hard for us. Um, I don't think there's any limits for anybody. No 10-year-old has a half a million rands in the bank. Well, I hope not. And if they do, maybe we should be friends. However, nobody has that. And he was able to take from nothing to that. So really, I think we just for ourselves need to know that there's no limits. That's why today I want to discuss a bit of with the organizations that I've actually taken um, 
that mission upon themselves and approach the people that are underprivileged, that uh, in a way we'd say that do not have the chance that anybody would have. They do not have the opportunity that um, a lot of us have. And we're able, to, we're able to actually give fair opportunities for young people to actually um, get themselves running. I mean, get get the strength, get the power, and get the ability to be successful regardless of their starting point. For that, I'm not even going to go into too much introduction. I think we should go right away and say, Good afternoon, Rosanne. Rosanne Maybrach. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, so I got the name. You are from uh, the head of the organization called La Pica La Podiso. So I'm not the head of the organization. You are the? Training coordinator. The training coordinator, right. Yes. The one that makes it happen. <laughs> you're not the head. You're the one that makes it happen no, at La Pica yeah. La Podiso as a teamwork. But when I say the one that makes it happen, I'm talking about the training yes. program. You actually coordinate the opportunity mm-hmm. for the people to um, that are coming in with not much ability, and you work on training the people that will help them. Yes, indeed, yeah. Okay, so that's correct. Okay, so you headed that uh, project. What does La Pica La Podisa mean? La Pica La Podisa means um, a rock of healing in Susutu. Okay. Yeah, so it, it has a story uh, around it. One of the founding members um, gave it this name because it, a rock is a strong thing. And in African culture, we have uh, a expression... Um, when you hit a, hit a woman, you hit a rock. Um, so there's something mm-hmm. really strong about that. And our, one of our missions is to create spaces of safety, spaces of healing, safe spaces for children, for adults, for people going through trauma and difficulties. Okay. And we're going to get to that shortly. You are uh, a drama therapist. Yes, I am. Okay. And in, in addition to you being the training co- uh, communicator of the programs. Yes. Okay. So you do the training, you do, and you do your, from your private life in, as a drama therapist, you do create your coordinator for art therapy Um, or counseling. Art counseling, yes. Art counseling, okay. So let's look a bit about the art counseling. Um, who comes for the counseling? What is the program for? Let's start. Getting an understanding. Okay, so community art counseling is something very unique in South Africa. It was developed by Dr. Haley Berman, who really saw the need in South Africa to address the trauma that we're facing. And she felt that you can't address the trauma individually because we just don't have enough time. So this program really focuses on group work. We have people coming from all walks of life um, to do our training. Our training is NQF Level 5, accredited through the Health and Welfare CETA. Um, it is an eight-module training where you learn how to use art specifically for healing, for counseling. Um, so you can be straight out of matric or you can be a teacher, teacher or a psychologist wanting to add a bit of tools to your practice. Do you have to be artistic, per se? Not at all. Um, I believe all humans are born creative and we lose it a lot. A lot of it we lose through schooling, when we get marks. This is all about expression. It is not about creating perfect artworks. We often talk about process, not product. So our work is really focusing on how you can use the artwork, whether it's 
drama, whether it's a performance, whether it's movement or art, to express and release your your emotions, your trauma. So you basically focus focus more on the creation of the art and not so much of the result. Yes. So art is a way of making meaning, and meaning making is therapeutic. So if you go through something difficult and you want to understand that, one way is to go to a psychologist and to talk about that. That's a very well-known way. Very common way. (laughs) So what we do is we talk a bit less and we create a bit more. But we do use the artwork then to talk about what is happening and to interpret and to make meaning out of that situation for yourself in order to bring about healing. So you do have discussions as you create the art. Yes. So it's like a combination of um, a therapeutical discussion in group together with the artwork? Yes. Um, yeah. So like you said, all our work from the art counseling point of view happens in groups. We don't do individual work. Okay. Um, and that gives the group an opportunity to go through a journey together. Okay. Um, what are the different forms of art that you guys work with? So we do anything and everything. Um, lately, we've really been focusing on reusing, repurposing, and, and, and using found objects from the environment where we are. So our organization is based in Bramfontein. Um, the kids in our after-school program walk there. They live in Hillbrow, Berea, Bertrams, Yeovil. Um, and, and bring stuff from the environment is, is really a, a way of showing that you can make something from nothing. So they basically, in a way, pick up rubbish on the way, and then they can create um, meaningful things and amazing things out of it. That's part of what we do, yes. But okay. we use painting, we use clay, we use all sorts of art. Okay. Um, okay, so that's... That that's basically giving opportunities for the kids that are going through quite a lot because you said in a way you based it in connected to trauma. Yes. Okay. We're, I'm going to, we're going to, we do need to take another short break. When we come back, we're going to take the link of trauma into our day to day lives and see how we can work with it within the art area. 101.9, short break and we'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 1.9 Hi FM, by G. We are back in the middle of a very interesting conversation with Rosanne Maybech. Did I pronounce it correct? Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> Rosanne Maybech, and you are the uh, you are a drama therapist, but you also are the training coordinator at uh, La Fica La Fodiso. Yes which is an organization that gives opportunities for people to get um, therapeutical art counseling in groups. And right before the break, we spoke about the trauma that people are dealing with today um, and how art can help them through their day-to-day life and trauma, etc. When you say about the trauma that we are facing today, what, what are you talking about or focusing about? It's not that it's a secret, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so trauma is obviously a whole big conversation on its own. I uh, hold a personal belief that in South Africa we are all deeply traumatized. Um, uh, we can speak about things like intergenerational trauma mm-hmm. that is carried through from one from a parent to their children, and it's often not very visible. These. Um, these traumatic experiences and they express in different ways. Um, with children, we see behavior that is sometimes disruptive 
And okay. to make sense of that behavior, you need to understand how deeply traumatized we are as a nation. Um, it is often very painful to talk about because of our history, but it's a necessary conversation. So we use the art as a way to lightly enter that conversation. One other beautiful thing about art is that you take whatever you are feeling or experiencing and you're putting it outside of yourself into the artwork. So it's externalizing it so okay. that you can look at it. It's no more inside your body, hold, held in your body. It is now something outside which you can use to make meaning. This you can also transform. So one of the exercises that we, for instance, so do... So you create your trauma into something you can live with and know yeah. about and be part of you, but not something that's holding you down inside of you. Yes. Okay. One of the exercises that I love to do is when something is really difficult on the page, when you see a story that is really hard, to transform that into something beautiful or... To destroy it as a ritual to to help let go of that, to help getting it out of your body. Because we know from research that any traumatic experience sits in your body. Um, and the idea is really to take that out of your body okay. and, and, and really use the art form. The same way that you can use drama, where you can create a story or a metaphor to contain whatever experiences you've had. Okay, okay. So, so when you have this this drum that you're talking about, um, so you have a, a group. What does the group look like? Uh, Twelve, fifteen, twenty. Wh who do you have in the group? So that depends on the on so many things. But a good therapeutic group would be around ten to fifteen people. So it's not a too big group. But then we also have worked with groups of fifty. Um, we work with children, we work with adults. Um, I often do corporate workshops. So I was going to ask, because yeah. you do corporate wo workshops on the one hand, and you do the same thing uh, with uh, underprivileged kids that yes. come after school. What are, what are the differences or the similarities between the two groups? Well, it's a, it's a different approach. When you work with children, we work a lot slower. Um, we often work in with themes, so we will theme a, a, a term. So my drama club, this term is looking at identity. How do we express our identities? Um, and because they are teenagers, th that is a really a, a key point for them that we're working on now. With team building and corporate work, I have conversations with whoever contacts me. Um, so sometimes I do work on conflict. Uh, when a team is struggling, we use the art or the drama to work through conflict. Okay. Or sometimes we just do wellness, self-care. How, how do you take care of yourself? And we explore that through the different arts medium. Which it's it's a, a kind of a challenging situation. But we aren't, we aren't with all the advance that we live in. We're not really looked after. Sports, emotionally, physically, uh, we're not in good conditions. No, we're not. And we need to be more intentional around looking after ourselves, our emotional selves, and, and taking care of our bodies in, in other ways. Let's talk a bit to the mom that's listening now in the car. Okay, or the parent, sorry. Not the mom, the parent. Anybody listening in the car or driving now or at the time. What can we do to bring into our homes to create um, a more therapeutical, artistic, calm, looked after environment. So Give you all the uh, options. Just thank choose. you. <laughs> yeah. Let me go with them. What okay. first jumped to mind is that underlying all of this for me is the word play. 
when play. You, yes. Okay. When you look at art and you don't make it a serious thing, like you, that you can't get it wrong, that it is, you don't get marks for what you're doing. Um, as a parent, when you draw with your kids, play with them, do it with them. That is a very important part of building a relationship. All our work is relational work. So it's not about, hey, hey it's getting out of the line, fix it. No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely glad. Okay. No, I would encourage mistakes, especially for a child that may be frightened to make mistakes, an insecure child. See how many mistakes you can make with your child. Play with them and and really break that boundary of, of coloring inside the box. So make it easy for them to make a mistake, laugh about it. Can you imagine what it would shift in an insecure child's mind? Uh, right before I respond to that, because we also have the insecure adult's mind, mm. um, we're in the middle of a discussion with uh, Roseanne from um, La Fica La Fodiso, and we're talking about the art uh, counseling and the opportunities that we have for art. Anything you want to comment or want to add or want to ask Roseanne, 34519 is the SMS line, or send us a telegram, 061-895-1019, and 34519 is the SMS line, or you could even call 010-140-3020. You mentioned that it would be amazing for the insecurity of children to see that their parents can make mistakes mm-hmm. and, and live with them. I'm a pro at making mistakes. So... um but how do we deal with our insecurity? Parents says, but why would I make a mistake? Why would I want to look, uh, my child will look down and feel like his parent is not perfect, etc. So this whole idea of perfection really sets a child up for failure. Because we know we're all human and we all make mistakes. So if you as a parent can show your humanness, that is a much more valuable thing for your children than showing a perfect parent. A perfect, a, a, a perfect parent for me is actually a parent that can cry in front of their children, show their children that they can cry and get up and move on. So that is something that as a child then can internalize in their own lives. Which is a much more of a value that we want to give our kids than mm. actually be perfect. Yes. Perfection mm-hmm. is very hard to live up to because we can't be perfect. Um, and what we often don't realize as parents is that our children really look at us and they internalize it. So you as a role model, you become part of their psychic structure inside themselves. They internalize you and they want to live up to you. So if you don't show your child that you can make a mistake and that you can recover from that, that you're still whole and perfect as a human being, then your child will have that experience. It's a very, it's a very big conversation. Obviously, I'm trying right. to simplify it as much <laughs> as possible. Um, but, but it's an important thing to keep in mind when playing with. And I, I keep saying playing with your child because the with is the most important part of this experience. So it's not about teaching your child or guiding. It's about playing with yes. your child. Okay. And, and creating like the fun environment at home, you'd say. How does it fit into conflict that you mentioned? So conflict is a whole different story. So what we would often do is do a lot of group work around your role within the group. So if you look at a family, that's also a group, right? So Completely. you can analyze those roles in a family. So I, I play the out, the outsider or, 
I often avoid conflict or I'm the one who creates conflict. I'm the rebel. So there are different types of roles that we play um, within a family system or a group. And so we can work through that with therapy as well. So one of the key points um, that, that I often use in drama therapy is that we all play different roles. And that a healthy person is one who can play different roles appropriate to the situation. So now I'm in a studio. I'm playing the role of someone speaking about my work, hopefully doing it appropriately. But I can step I'm out. I'm playing the role of knowing <laughs> what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I can step out and um, go to a party, and that would be a different role. Okay. And an ill person would be stuck in one role. So if you think about something like depression, that is a stuckness in one role with the inability to appropriately respond to other roles. So what we're doing in drama therapy is expanding your role repertoire. So okay. how many roles you have access to. So that's just one it's of It's like the, the Who Moves My Cheese, <laughs> that book yes. of uh, Robert uh, Johnson. Okay. So that's very interesting. So uh, I want to ask you, I'll give you a statement that is very debatable. And let me know what you, I w- I'd love to hear what you think about it. Um one of the arguments I've heard with therapists quite often is that everybody at home and in every group, everybody will take a position that's available. Somebody will become the naughty. Somebody will become the good one. Somebody will become the fun. Somebody will be the quiet. And by changing this dynamic or changing this child w- with their role, you're actually just going to push somebody else into their place and take him into somebody else's place. And rather try to make everybody's role livable and pleasant than try to change patterns and behaviors. Mm. Your thoughts. Yeah, so that's And while you're thinking, three four five one nine is the SMS line. Mm. What are your thoughts as a I'd love to hear what you're thinking that now that you're listening, three four five one nine or oh six one eight nine five one oh one nine is a tel- telegram line. What are your thoughts? So um again I feel like um it's very it's very hard on a person to be typecast into one role. So if I'm the naughty one, what opportunities do I have to be anything but the naughty one? I, I think it's very healthy to give a child another opportunity to be different, to not just be cast into one specific role in a family. So that's my immediate thought about that okay. statement. Okay. But why does one role have to be always a negative and a, and a definition? The naughty could be also the one that we go to when there's a problem and he's the problem saver, solver, and he's the one that we can rely on. So we kind of can create positive out of every situation. Absolutely. It's also about exploring that role in its fullness. So the rebel, for instance, is one of my favorites because I struggled with that as a child. <laughs> um, so the rebel can be like quite a disruptive uh, feature in a family. But it can also be the one who is like thinking more creatively out of the box, not not necessarily following all the rules. Um, so th- I, I think part of this work is about looking at the positive and negative aspects of each role and how we can amplify the positives and understand them as a family system, as a family group, rather than just sticking to the one small way of being. Okay. Um, an SMS coming in. Rosanne, the work you do is amazing. Could an adult do art, counseling, or drama therapy? Counseling. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question because it's one of my things that I feel very strongly about. 
um, we often link arts to children and it's absolutely not necessary. Um, any adult can do art, can do drama, can do music. Um, in South Africa, we are registered at the Health Professionals Council um, in a category called Arts Therapies. Um, and you can look it up. It's very interesting. We're almost, I think, a 100 people registered in South Africa. And there you can choose from music, drama, art, and movement therapists. And I would really encourage people to try this out for yourselves, especially if you've been to talk-based therapy, traditional therapy, and you found, like, yo, I'm stuck in this, like, I'm just repeating my story and I don't necessarily feel like it helps. This may just be the thing that can open up something else for you. It can change the whole, the whole story. Yes. Looking at today that we're in 2020, are we still living in a world that people identify their opportunity and future in life according to their background? Like if you are born unprivileged, you kind of could be stuck there in our mind or we're starting to step out of it? I feel like that is also a very complicated and loaded question. Because so many of it's our... It's never easy to come on this show. I can hear that. Uh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> warning you. I probably should have told you before. Yes. Okay. So what I, what I feel like is there, there are so many layers to this. Um, you can be born in an underprivileged situation, but it depends on who you meet in your life. Very often you would hear people speak of that one teacher... That one person who believed in me. That one person who changed everything for me. So I feel like as adults, we are super responsible for helping people get unstuck and get out of underprivileged situations. It is our responsibility. Okay. We do have to take another short break. When we come back, I want to discuss about opportunities because from my understanding, you're now um, connecting to a much larger, larger, larger uh, opportunity of many organizations getting together um, and supporting each other um, through Connect, etc. We'll get to that after the break. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai with Rabbi a short break, and we will be right back. Chai FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai with Rabbi We are back in the middle of a very interesting conversation with Rosen Maybrich, who is the um, who is a drama therapist and a training uh, coordinator at um, La Fica La Fosido. Po- La Fica La Podiso. <laughs> it's a I difficult one. I got it right one. when I was thinking, but yes. then I stopped thinking again. Don't worry, it's uh, a difficult one. <laughs> oh, okay. And we're talking about the training that you guys do in order mm-hmm. to for people to do uh, art counseling, mm-hmm. right? Which raises a simple question, what's the difference between art counseling and art therapy? Great, yeah. So art counseling is, um, is, is closer to lay counseling where it's an NQF level five training where you, um, hey, but in, then in, our listeners understand what is oh, in, yeah. NQF level five is okay. straight after metric. So it's the qualification. So it's like the basic. Yeah. So it's a start. very okay. basic qualification that only allows you to do group work, um, in community settings using art. Okay. So to become an art, art therapist, and that includes music, drama, movement and wow art <laughs> um you have to study a master's degree okay um 
and then you register at the health professional. And then you're covered with the art, the movement, the drama, and everything. So you specialize in in one of those. You don't do all of them. I'm in a very lucky position where I get to work with art and I get to work with drama. Um, And that's only because of the organization that I work at. Um, So these trainings are available brand new at the University of Johannesburg, for instance, we um, started today with a honors program in art therapy. Okay. Um, there's also going to be a, a program running at the University of Pretoria in art therapy, but they have music therapy already. And then at the University of Witwatersrand, they have drama therapy. Okay. So it's a, it's exploding in South Africa, and that is something that I'm very excited about. Okay, so that's amazing. So then the art itself is more one on the art therapy would be like more one-on-one yes. work and specific work for the person you're seeing, well, while in group you'd work more on traumas and like opportunities and ex- and expressing themselves, I guess, and team building, um, mm. but not necessarily as a private individual therapy. No. So counseling would also be more short term and um, focused on a specific theme. Okay. So you'll bring one problem and the, that will bring the group together, where in a group as a therapist would be open. And the, it would oh, okay. be longer term as well. So the work can carry on for longer term. One of the things that we very, um, fi- that we really emphasize for our counselors is when to refer to an arts therapist. So that's an Good important question, thing. Good question, when? So when you are not equipped to deal with the work, when it is too traumatic, when it is too much. When it's intense. When it's intense, when you see that it requires long-term work, you know you can't do that as an arts counselor, so you refer to an art therapist. And you have the art therapist that you work with to refer to. Yes. Obviously. So we have a database of therapists that we contact with. Okay. So then while it's short-term and more entertaining, I guess I will answer another message that comes in. Could a corporate do art counseling for team building? I guess it would be appropriate. Yes, absolutely. Um, we love to do team buildings. Um, it's, it's, it's also great fun for us. Um, it's also fun and funny to see people okay, sometimes struggling to get into the art. You shouldn't um, mix business and pleasure, but... Um, no, business should be pleasure. It should be pleasure. Okay. Tell mm. me about the connection with Connect, because I understand that you took this whole program onto a new level of connecting to many different organizations. Yeah, so Naomi um, started Connect, and through that, we as an organization have been able to connect to many other organizations, and that's a very powerful thing. Also, something that we've noticed is that funders tend to want to fund people who are partnered. It opens up a lot of opportunities to to learn about other work, to see where we can partner, to see where we connect, where we sometimes offer overlapping services. Um, so that's been a great platform for us to explore. Um, and we're very um, happy to be part of that network. Um, and I, I, I've just been sitting really with this idea that networks and communities are really, really important for us all, not just in community work, but for us all. We all need community around us. It's amazing. I mean, right now uh, there is a project I was just mentioning to you when during the break of ninth graders 
um, if we're talking about the Hirschlein's high school girls, that they're all volunteering together to come work with um, kids. If it's about doing their homework, if it's about doing some fun and whatever it is, and just supporting each other as a community. Mm. And that's amazing projects that we can gain from the uh, connection and the team building. Yes, it's, it's super important. Okay. Um, I know you'll be surprised, but we do have one more short ad break, and then we will be right back to end off this amazing hour. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. 1.9 high FM high of We are back and at the end of a very interesting conversation um, about art therapy, art counseling, teamwork, team building opportunities for uh, people that uh, naturally wouldn't have these opportunities. And I'm speaking to Rosen Maybrich, and you are a drama therapist, but also the training. Um, coordinator at um, let's, let me see if I get this La Fica La Podiso yes well okay. done well done okay eventually and that where you actually give the training and the opportunities for um, anybody basically who needs that opportunity um, is there anyone that you would say art is not for you it won't be beneficial only if you really don't like it um mm. I believe it's for everyone, but I do know that some people just don't like drama, just don't like art. So I would suggest don't do it. Find okay. something. You don't need to suffer from it, but you got to find Mm-mm. what works yeah. for you. Yeah, but try it at least once. <laughs> okay, it's worth that uh, opportunity. Mm-mm. Okay, um, what if, if anybody wants to be in touch with you? How would they get a hold of you or of the organization? Um, see where they could fit in. So um, we have an email address. Um, it's info at arttherapycenter.co.za. Art Therapy Center is one word. And then you can visit our website. It's www.leficalapodiso.co.za. I may need to spell that now. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> so Lefika is L-E-F-I-K-A, La, L-A, P H O D I S O Lefica Lapodiso Lefica Lapodiso Yes. Okay. And anything about art, anything about organization corporates, that's where you need to look. Yes. And say. Okay. Roseanne, thank you so much for being with us today. I think it was very interesting, fascinating, and I always love to hear about opportunities that we have in the community, in the um, society, in Joburg. Anybody could link. Thank you. Thank you for the and opportunity. And keep up the great work you're doing. Thanks so much. That was Roseanne. Thank you so much for being with us. And another show has come to an end. Um, and I guess, yeah, we got to end. So many, another message coming in, another thing's coming in, but we're just not going to be able to get to all of it. So, 101.9, we will be back next week. In the meantime, keep well and do something good for someone.